0: Are you all ready to get into the word tonight? Amen, Amen. I am as well. Uh, So you all can be seated and open with me uh, to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. And this week's memory verse, we can go ahead and put the memory verse up on the screen. This week's memory verse, can anybody, oh well you can tell me now, but... uh, (laughs) Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. It's a very powerful memory verse. And it says, for we are his workmanship. Everybody say, I am God's creation. And you were created in Christ Jesus for good works. Say, I have been created for good works. Watch this. Which God has prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. The Amplified Version of our memory verse says, for we are God's own handiwork, meaning that you are not a carbon copy. You are not a duplicate. You are unique. And science bears this out in telling us that each and every one of us have a unique fingerprint, which is how we're identified. God specifically took time on you. And my wife, he took a little, he just did, he just did everything just made her perfect he made you perfect too amen y'all get it but God took his time with you every facet about you was carefully thought of and designed we cannot allow what has happened to us in life to lower our value from the one who created us manufacturer sets the price the product doesn't set the price Critics don't set the price. The manufacturer looks at the materials it took to make the product, and he says, this is my price, to purchase you back from sin, sickness, and death. It cost God his best item in heaven, which was Jesus, for you. You can't be bought. Even if you fell off the shelf, God is the master of picking you up and putting you back on it. But you're priceless. It says that we may do those works which God has predestined or planned beforehand. This thing amplified for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. And I want to elaborate here on taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time, paths he prepared. I want us in our Christian walk, when it comes to our purpose, to get out of this destination mentality. That, oh, I've discovered my purpose, and that's it. The purpose of God for your life is unconditional, number one, and it's progressive. Because the longer that you're in relationship and communion with him, he is going to constantly reveal new details about your purpose. For our conversation tonight, the word purpose means your intent and your design. Your intent and your design. If I used a natural illustration, these pews were intended and designed to seat people. They cannot help but to be here to seat people. They didn't have to pray 12 hours on what it's like to seat congregations of people because of their intent and their design. Your intent and your design is the same way. It just flows out of you naturally. If you are a natural encourager, it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're going to find a way to encourage someone. If you are a giver, it doesn't matter what it is about you. You're going to find a way to give. If, whatever gifting you have, nothing can stop that gift from coming out, regardless of where you may be. And so it's important for us to not only understand our intent and design, but then get in the right place where we can get maximum use. I don't know about you all, but if we use these pews to transport people on the roadways, how many of you all know that would be a little difficult to get them five, six, seven, even three blocks? When people are out of purpose, it's hard for them to enjoy the life God has created for them to live. But can you imagine that many, many people, live life without ever knowing their intent and design. They make decisions off of comfort and compensation. It says that we should walk in them living the good life, which God has prearranged and made ready for us to live. You're over in Revelation chapter four, verse 11. It goes on to say here, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory. Honor and power. Here's the key. For you created all things. How many things? And by you will they exist and were created. How much is all? Everything. 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 Everyone was created by God and for his pleasure. I also want to put out a disclaimer that purpose is not your occupation. So many people ascribe their identity to what they do. God ascribes your identity to who you are. And so sometimes when we have a setback on the job, or we're not progressing as fast as we would like to, or we don't even have a job, we take that as a blow that I'm outside of the perfect will of God for my life. And that doesn't Necessarily mean that that is so. Your job, your career is an assignment that is connected to your purpose, but your design, your intent stays the same throughout. Assignments change. Now, assignments have a lifespan. When we get started into an assignment in whatever season that we're in, that lifespan is the search for relevance. There we go. Relevance. Search for relevance. So when we're starting a new assignment, we're trying to get to a place where we're known. We're trying to get to a place where people respect our occupation. They respect our gift. But when we receive and get to a place where people know who you are and they understand and see your gifting, they appreciate your gifting, the next side of your assignment is the search for significance. And so tonight, when I'm talking about purpose, I'm I'm really having to address the entire spectrum of where we all may be. There may be some of us who have never known what God has intended for us to do and what God has specifically intended for us to be. But there are some of us who have known for a long time. Regardless of where you fall, there is still room to grow and to develop. And God even desires, with what you know, to add to that so He can fine tune what He's created you to do. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We're talking about connecting to your purpose. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. So we've seen that we are God's design. We are God's workmanship. Revelation 4 has shown us that all things, that we were created not only by him, but our first and foremost design is to bring him glory with whatever we do. So that answers a lot of questions on is this God or is this not? The question is, does that ultimately bring him and the kingdom of God glory and honor? When you understand purpose, it answers a lot of life's questions. I understood from an early age that I was called to teach the revelation of grace. I had this inordinate desire for ministry, inordinate desire to read and study the word. I knew that at an early age. Well, how did that benefit me? Well, I knew that one side of them preachers ain't get married, and, and the Lord ain't designed me for that side. No, I didn't, mm-mm, no way. I knew at an early age that I wanted to get married. Amen. Amen? Amen? And knowing I wanted to get married, I then understood the qualities that were needed in order to be a wife that people liked. Okay, y'all don't y'all don't hear me, y'all ain't been in church, okay. Um I understood that there were gonna be times that I would have to leave the house without notice. I knew there were times that I was going to have to stay out later than normal doing what I was ultimately called to do. Which meant that in the dating process, if she was, you know, cry, cry, I couldn't I couldn't we couldn't we couldn't get together. Where you going? Where you at? How you doing? What's up? I I I I Like if I could tell that you possibly knocked out windows for a living, that you and I, we weren't going to work out. So when it comes to knowing your purpose, it automatically gets rid of a lot of the questions we sometimes try to figure out in our own strength. So when we're talking about, hey, before you get into a serious relationship, find out your why, we're saying that so you don't have to deal with heartache because feelings are real. Now I know y'all have never done this, but there have been times and said people that got into just because relationships but had real feelings that nobody likes that. So instead of wasting time because you only have a limited amount of time here on this earth. Psalm says our life is but a vapor. I was just 15. Life is but a vapor. And what will we do with that time? People kind of sometimes get confused with the grace message and the revelation of Jesus that, okay, all I did was accept Jesus. He no longer holds my sin against me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's it. The Bible makes mention of those who have the gown of salvation. But the crown is not about did you sin. But the crown is about how much of your purpose did you accomplish? So if you had to live for all eternity and you had the choice to be decked out or just have a gown, most of us would choose to be decked out for all eternity. And so purpose is not about living your life according to circumstance or popular opinion. Purpose is I see eternity and I line up all of my decisions from there. So, in essence, a person of purpose has a longer perspective than what they see today. So, there were certain decisions as a teenager I, I knew that I had to make because if I'm actually going to live this celibate lifestyle, I, I, I want to get that over as soon as possible. <laughs> I did. And so, my entire focus was, what does it take to get in my purpose? I realized the deeper call is, because our life is not about us. And how many people that you were supposed to reach are going to go to hell because you decided to play around? So, when I was younger, the bait was to get married. When I became a man, I put away childish things and realized it's not about us. It's about those that we are called to reach. Everyone in here will reach someone and will talk to someone and has a way to get to the heart of someone that all of us cannot get to, but all of them need to be reached. I'm not saying that you need to live a life void of electronics and void of fun and, 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 and void of anything that you would enjoy. I'm not saying that I have had a wonderful and still have a wonderful, enjoyable, fulfilling life. But it comes to a point where we have to say enough is enough and I'm tired of seeing people go to hell. See, when we're only thinking about our house, Our car, our come up, our money. No. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom. And his way of doing things. And all those things are just byproducts. Because when your focus is on doing your purpose and it's only about kingdom, you wear all the other stuff loosely so it can come it can go it'll be here it won't be here see your purpose is not status when I first got into the ministry I was so excited still am but y'all know how it is first just like oh my gosh it's the ministry what we get to clean toilets yes and growing up in the ministry, I've seen people lose their mind over position. But it's not just ministry. It's in your environments that you live in as well. People will sell their souls for status. But we're to give our lives for his promise. And when we get to a point where we seek first God's kingdom, And our only focus in this life is whatever we do, it's to do things his way. What he says, that's the only thing I'm doing. That's when you live on purpose. Successful people are purpose-filled people. And if you're like, well, whatever happens, we'll see what we see, that will be the byproduct of your life. You'll just see what you see. But God has made a commitment to you that if you take this journey that he's already prepared, that you're going to walk and live in the good life that he has for you. So you might feel like I'm not living in the good life. I'm not referring to you're dealing with a season of hardship. Because when you know your purpose, hardship is just par for the course. See, when you know your purpose, you're not frustrated easily. When you know your purpose, you don't throw in the towel. You don't quit when things don't go your way. Even when it comes to relationships, your relationships should have a purpose. Your marriage should have a purpose. And that purpose is not just the two of us live in this house and pay these bills and raise them kids and y'all don't talk to me. That's, That's not the purpose. The purpose, God, he orchestrates to people, male, female, to come together in holy matrimony for a reason, for a call, for an assignment. Have you ever wondered why there's been such an attack on marriages and relationship and family, there is no stronger bond than between man and woman in the eyes of God and covenant, where they are in one accord doing what God has called them to do. So when when you have marital issues and it doesn't feel like the love is not there, you both have taken your eyes off of the purpose for why we got together. So that means that if we're getting together only for the physical benefit, that will wear off very subtly. But when we're together for an assignment and for a reason, no matter what happens, we will stick together. That is what keeps you out of affairs, is knowing the purpose for this assignment. And knowing that the only reason why she's sweating you is because she don't know you. But when you know your purpose, the design the intent, you appreciate each other. You understand that without her, I wouldn't be me. You understand that no matter what we face, we made a promise. We're gonna stand on that promise no matter what happens. No matter how we feel, we're gonna go back to what the Word of God says. That's the purpose. Let's close with this. When the Lord asks us to seek first the kingdom, he's showing us that purpose defines priority. And a fear to prioritize God is rooted in a belief that he hasn't prioritized us and I don't want to do this God's way because it's going to cost me something. If it doesn't cost you, it wasn't worth doing to begin with. We got to get out of this soft Christianity where it's it's just lilies and dandelions and everything needs to go our way and and everything's going to be sunshine. No, it will not. Sometimes inexplicable things will happen to you while you're walking according to your purpose. That's called life, but God did not cause that to happen. God wants us to prioritize him because when we prioritize him, ultimately he will transform us into who he's called us to be. I want to leave you all with this lesson that a uh, person in the armed forces shared with me. Um, they were an E-8. I'm not sure which service that is. that Air Force? All of them have E-8? Okay. So this was just generic armed forces. This person was an E-8 and worked hard to become an E-8. And there was a time that came where they received a promotion to now be an officer, but they were an old one. They began to get down on themselves because they felt like they were starting all over again. And the people that were other officers were reminding this individual that, hey rookie, it's time to start from the bottom. And they got to such a funk and such a depression over a quote unquote promotion that it took someone who was outside of the armed forces to remind them that there are so many cadets that just wish they could be officers. And you're getting upset with where you're currently at and not seeing where God has brought you thus far. And so you might be discouraged because you feel like what God is asking you to do is to start over, but in fact, it was, it's a promotion he's asking you to take As a step toward Him. See, when Jesus was on the cross, in man's eyes, it looked like He failed and He was getting demoted only to be promoted to having the name that was above every name. There is no other person that has ever been promoted higher than Jesus. So, no matter what your life is looking like right now, as long as you trust into Him, it will be better than anything you could have done by yourself. Because what you are calling nothing is what somebody is on their knees praying about that they could have just something. So yes. there is somebody looking at your life right now saying, if I could only be you. And you have to understand that that person is watching you and that person is depending on you to fight the good fight of faith. That person is depending on you to knock down all the opposition that's trying to come against you. That person is depending on you to trust in God's plan for your life because it gives them hope. The church is the hope for the world. There is no other place where you can have a hope that is anchored in Jesus Christ when everyone else is hopeless We have God who always lets us know we have a confident expectation that no matter what happens to us, we are already victorious. Hallelujah. So so I pray tonight that that I've kind of wet the pilot light to discovering your design, discovering your reason for living. And as you unfold this, it is not a destination It is not when I get here, then boom, it's straight. No, because as soon as you feel like you get there, God is like, great, now that I got you here, I want to talk to you about this. The key is to leave a mark on this world, because there will never be another you. Amen? All right, let's get into a small group discussion tonight. So you all can break up into groups throughout the entire congregation. We're going to have a good discussion tonight.